And through that work, I really came to this personal realization that so much of the hurt and pain we see between us is a reflection of a disconnection within us. Midlife ladies. This is the Dear Midlife Podcast. Unapologetic girl talk that will help you remember who you are and figure out who in the hell you want to become. I'm Shelby Bybee, karaoke party queen, single mom, and an extrovert to a fault. And I'm Trinity Greenfield, a wild-haired woman full of sass, sparkle, and a heavy dose of black girl magic. So grab a glass and let's dive into the messy middle. Before we get started with our interview today, all of you moms with teenagers out there, listen up. Ladies, we are so excited to be joining the Mid-Semester Refresh, a seven-day event starting on October 24th that is really focused on ladies like you and me and Shelby in helping our teens survive kind of the, the dip that happens in the end of the semester so that they can stay strong. Now, look, you know, your girls, Shelby and Trinity, I'm speaking in third person, kind of weird. That's okay. We, (laughs) we don't just focus on the kids. We love the kids. We love the babies. Don't we, Shelby? We love the, I got two teenage girls. I'm trying to get by just like all the rest of these mamas out there. But our focus really is you, you, the mamas out there. And so in this event, Shelby and I are going to be focused on you and how in the midst of all of this with your kids and school and staying strong and doing a, the, being the best parent in the world, our focus on is on how you can stay focused on you because we believe that focused moms that are focused on themselves are stronger moms for their kids in the long run. So join us, join us at this event plug in and listen to all of the speakers who are going to give you so many incredible tips about how to be a stronger parent, especially during this time, during mid-semester, when our kids really need us to show up for them. And we'll give you tips and tricks on how to show up for yourself along the way. Shelby, how can they find this? If you want to participate in this event, it's super easy to do. You can sign up using the link in our show notes, and we encourage you to do so. If you're a mom of teens, this is going to be a fantastic event. You can gain knowledge and information on how to support your teens, and we will give you some advice on how to become more of who you are and what you need in life. So look for the link. See you there. See you there, ladies. Shelby, I am so excited for this conversation. I stayed up last night. My brain would not swirling about the things that I want to know about today's guest, Lena Papadopoulos. She is a life purpose and leadership coach, and her superpower is digging deep to the root of an issue in order to help dreamers and idealists and visionaries embrace their unique gifts, transform their pain into power, and alchemize their magic into medicine so they can lead with love and live a better life. Oh my God. Sounds like your kind of girl, Trinity. No wonder your brain was swirling. And you know what I am really looking forward to is that she is going to share with us today integral pieces of her unique purpose blueprint 
framework, Mm. which combines things like evolutionary astrology and birth charts to help us ladies in the middle understand our soul purpose, which we know our listener out there is dying to find because we feel lost. We feel so lost. She has so much, so much good stuff. And this chick, she has led an extraordinary life with almost 15 years of experience in intercultural learning, community building, and leadership. On top of that, she's been featured by HuffPost, Elite Daily, World Footprints, The Change School, and more. She's amazing. She is amazing. And girl is for real because she's got a master's degree in cultural anthropology, a graduate certificate in international development, and a BA in sociology, psychology. So, I mean... I can't say enough about our guest today. That's right. So enough talk, enough talk already. (laughs) Are you ready to join me, ladies? Are you ready out there to join into the conversation and welcome our next guest in the middle, Lena Papadopoulos? Today we have on our podcast, Lena Papadopoulos. Thank you so much for being here today with us, Lena. It's nice to have you. Welcome, Lena. Hi, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Oh, yes. Yay. Well, we're excited because as we get a little bit deeper into our podcast, we are really focusing in on the themes of women really getting lost in midlife and losing their identity. And today yes. we're here to talk about how women can find themselves and find their life purpose. And so really, we would love to know from you how you embarked on this journey of helping women identify their life purpose. Mm. Um, how did I? <laughs> I <laughs> think- <laughs> My life purpose came before me right. to help you find your life purpose. Right. How did you find your life purpose <laughs> so that you can help others find their life purpose? Yeah. I think the whole concept of purpose has been really important to me ever since I was a kid. I had this feeling like I'm meant to do something. I'm here for a reason. And when I was 14, a very special person, somebody really close to me killed himself. And Mm. just the context and the circumstances around the way that happened, uh, I don't know, it really shifted my life and opened my eyes in a lot of ways. And it made me realize that my purpose is to create spaces for people to be seen, heard, understood, accepted for exactly who they are. And that has taken many shapes and forms throughout my life. It looks different in different seasons. For a long time, I worked in intercultural education and I really wanted to create this this bridge between difference where people could really learn about each other in a way that removed prejudice and bias and misunderstanding. Mm. And through that work, I really came to this personal realization that so much of the hurt and pain we see between us is a reflection of a disconnection within us. And that's how I sort of shifted more into one-on-one work and coaching and really wanting to help people like see their own unique gifts and strengths and, and power and, and do that sort of go through that process of healing because I believe the more we're healed on an individual level, 
the more that's reflected in the collective. So I love this. And and I really want to double click on this idea of purpose, because I think it's something that for so long we've kind of thrown around of like, you know, let me find my life's purpose and what am I here to do? And some people are like, you know, it's really not that deep. But I like, like you, Lena, I always felt like I was meant for something more. I know Shelby and I have talked about this a a thousand times. And I can remember from my earliest ages feeling like that. Like I am here for something bigger, better, stronger, faster, prettier than everybody else. And um, (laughs) then you go through life and you get caught up in the bullshit. You get caught up in the swirl, right? Mm -hmm. And then pretty soon you look up and you're like, damn, I'm divorced and I'm kind of old now. And my kid's grown. And I didn't do all of these fucking great things that I thought I was going to do is, is it too late for me and my purpose? So I'd love to dig in there, especially as it relates to, you know, our girl that's out there right now listening, who is in midlife and she's gone through these same thoughts. What does purpose really mean in terms Mm -hmm. of who we are and how we live our life and, is it, is there a point where it's too late to dive all in? Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think it's never too late. And in my worldview around this concept, their purpose is fourfold. So we have a core purpose, a soul purpose, a life purpose, and a right now purpose. Ooh, okay. This is juicy. Tell me more. <laughs> I want to know about these. Um, I think our core purpose, I think we all share the same core purpose, and that is to return to the truth of who we are, Ooh. to unlearn who we've been taught to be and remember like who we were made to be. Okay, um, this gives me goosebumps. <laughs> I have I have chill bumps right now on the inside and the outside of my body. Yes. Say it one more time. Say it one more time. <laughs> so our core purpose is to return to the truth of who we are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, that resonates with me so me deeply. Too. Mm-hmm. And then soul purpose. I mean, of course, you know, some people may not agree, I guess, with this perspective, but for me, they can disconnect um, off the podcast right now. If that's the case. <laughs> super simple, the disagreeable ones. Um, for me, the sole purpose is why did my soul reincarnate in this lifetime? Mm. What lessons did it choose to learn? And those lessons were chosen in order to return me to the truth of who I am to help me remember And in my work, I use astrology and birth chart readings to look at the soul's purpose. You saw my eyes get big, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You got a a chart right next to you? I'm asking for a friend. Asking for a friend. No reason. Um, Yeah. And then the life purpose, our life purpose, I think, is how we use our everything that makes us unique our unique lived experiences unique gifts talents skills which are a reflection of the truth of who we are it's Mm -hmm. how we use that to create some kind of change or difference or impact in the world Mm -hmm. Um, and that could be as simple as like creating space for people to be seen heard and understood for who they are right? right um And then the right now purpose is what does that look like in this current moment? Because as we shift and evolve and grow and go through different seasons of life, 
the way that manifests is going to take different shapes and forms. Just like I talked about before, for me, it in one season of life, I did that through intercultural education. And now mm -hmm. I do it through life purpose coaching, right? So very different manifestations, but still my life purpose is the same. Uh, I love yeah. this. So much juiciness to <laughs> unpack here. And I just want to start by maybe unpacking each one of these a little mm -hmm. bit more and helping us to understand for example, with core, getting back to who you are as your core self, what does that look like and how do we do that? Yeah, I think it, it looks like a lot of unlearning and relearning, really creating an awareness of who have I become and, and why is that? Like, because I think we learn from an early age really to create like a persona or, yes. you know, to wear some sort of mask. And we do that in order to protect ourselves. It's not because we're trying to be inauthentic, but we learn to like play this role and we do it so consistently that it becomes our norm. And then mm -hmm. we forget like who we really are. And so, so much of my work is really around helping people return to the roots of, of what certain beliefs and behaviors are based in, like where where did that come from? Because it's with that conscious awareness that we are able to make different choices, right? Which also having like a background in anthropology and intercultural education is like so helpful for helping people decondition, like yes, come away. I can imagine that plays into it so yeah, much. Sure. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm always talking about code switching. And one day I was at a meeting and Shelby was at that meeting. And I just apparently was really comfortable with my boss. And he said something kind of funny and snarky. And I was like, well, it didn't matter to you, bitch. And then I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. And I said it right there. I said, I have got to turn, I, I got right. to go back to code switching. I am <laughs> far too comfortable with you. This is what I would have said to my homie at home. Mm -hmm. And so there's these, these personas, especially in the Black culture that we have to take on to be able to navigate the world mm -hmm. effectively, whether I'm at home or at church or at the family barbecue, there's very different personalities that you or personas that you have to take on. And yeah. we see this yeah. so much with our women in midlife. So mm -hmm. much. And I think regardless of culture, black, white, Asian, Caucasian, you know, I think we all wear these personas, especially, and I feel like in midlife, you've acquired a whole lot of personas. Yeah. <laughs> so mm -hmm. you've, you know, donned the parent hat, you've donned the employee hat, the spouse hat, you know, the friend hat, the daughter hat, the mother hat, all of these things. And mm -hmm. so number one, how do I even recognize that I'm not living into my core self? And what are, what are one or two steps that our listener out there can take to start trying to let go of old personas and turn their attention to who they are at their core? Well, I think how we recognize it is that I just think on some level, you know, right, that there's this feeling of I feel unsettled or mm -hmm. I always feel anxious or yeah. unhappy or unfulfilled or, yeah. you mm -hmm. know, I'm going through the motions like I'm just robotically moving through my life without any real meaning. And um, yeah, I think we just we feel it. And a lot of times I think people deny it. Right. Yeah. Like, 
but you always, you always know sort of gut feeling. It's what we've talked about, Shelby. Shelby and I have gone through, you know, pieces of this journey. And, and one of the things that we both recognized in our process were our emotions were acting as a compass for us and telling us, hello, something is wrong. You're unsettled. You're anxious. You're, you know, fill in the emotion. But the more that we sat with that, the more we were able to realize that it was pointing directly to something being off. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And then it's connecting with that, right? It's mm-hmm. listening in those moments to your gut, to your heart, to your soul. And then what are some of those steps that we can take to start mm-hmm. to switch the off button to figure right. out how to how to be back on? Mm-hmm. Well, I think a key one is just being really intentional about spending quiet time with ourselves, like removing distraction and obligations and commitments and like all the things that keep us kind of stuck in these cycles of doing all the things we're quote unquote supposed to do. Because a lot of times, even when people make time for themselves, they like spend it watching Netflix or scrolling on their phone, or it's not really a time without distraction when you just sit with your own being. Um, And in that time, I think also really sort of investigating and and being honest with ourselves about like, why have I made certain decisions or why um, am I in certain situations? Like, where did I receive the message that this was my path or this is what I should do or, you know, what led me here? And really just like getting to the root of things. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And do you recommend some sort of medium to capture those thoughts? Are you a fan of journaling or just meditation or, Mm -hmm. because I do agree. I think that we tend to spend the time that we have to ourselves doing mindless, mind numbing things like watching Netflix Mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever that looks like to you. And I think the reason that we do that is because it's uncomfortable to really sit with ourselves and really start to think about these things. So is there a way that we can make that more comfortable? Do we put it into words? What What's the mm-hmm. right approach? Yeah, I, I definitely think that that looks different from for everybody. Like, for example, I really am not a journaler. Okay, <laughs> It's not my way, but it, it works so well for so many people. So yes, I think like journaling is one way. Meditating, as you said, is one way. Um, even doing sort of like inner child work, visualizations of of identifying painful experiences from childhood or painful feelings and kind of going back to that time and thinking about, well, what did I really need in that moment or what would I have wanted to hear? What would I have wanted to experience? Because so much of this stuff is rooted in Mm -hmm. these patterns that we learn as kids. And so kind of that process of reparenting. Yeah, those are some, some ways. Yeah. And you talked about then in the soul work, the mm-hmm. astrology piece. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, break it down. Break it down. I want to hear it. Break that all I knew this down. was going to be Trinity's interest. She loves this kind of stuff. <laughs> yes. And you know, I yeah. honestly, I believe in reincarnation as well. And so I would really love to hear your thoughts about what this looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, with astrology and especially reading birth charts, There are a million different directions you could go. There's so many things you can look at. My studies specialize in evolutionary astrology, which is 
really focusing on the soul's evolutionary intention. So again, why it reincarnated. So the particular things that I look at in a chart have to do with what is the unconscious material being brought in from past lives? What are the past life patterns that are in play in this life? What lessons did the soul choose to learn? And all of that is really designed to lead you back to the truth of who you are. And actually the, the birth chart itself, so many astrologers refer to it as the blueprint to the soul. It literally is a representation of the truth of who you are. And really? within it, it contains all of this information around what is keeping you from that truth. Mm -hmm. And so I use the chart to, to look at that um, with my clients. And then from there, we'll create like a a custom plan that's unique to each person based on what's in their chart, but like how to work through those challenges that you're being presented with again and again, which have been designed basically to return you to your truth. Mm. Mm -hmm. What are some of the things that stand in our way of getting to our own truths and mm -hmm. how do they show up? Well, it's really it's going to, it takes different forms for every person. And that's why we kind of look at the, the past life patterns and the unconscious material and also how that connects to childhood conditioning, mm -hmm. because you can see in the chart how the past life patterns manifest through the childhood conditioning. So it's like a recreation of the same thing happening. And so for a lot of people, it might look like maybe growing up feeling this strong, intense need to gain approval from a father figure and what that looked like and how that shaped their decisions and their path and why they needed that approval. Like we can see that kind of stuff in the chart or it comes through relationships, like people getting stuck in kind of cycles of, of relationships that have a lot mm -hmm. of power play and control issues there. And the soul is being put in these situations designed for the person to see their own value and worth and detach from those kind of dynamics. It all looks different, but really all the challenges and, and lessons are all meant to show you your own worth and your own value. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. So then how do you take that information and use it in your life to overcome the challenges or are the challenges in and of themselves what's pushing you toward your core self or toward your soul's purpose? And what does that look like when we get there? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think the challenges are very much meant to push you in that direction. And because I have actually some very difficult placements in my chart, mm -hmm. when other astrologers see it, they're like, oh, oh, <laughs> like a lot of pain. I'm a like, lot oh, of poor little well, I would love to hear girl. your example. If you're open to sharing with us and, and kind of disclosing some of your information as an example, mm. how have you helped yourself in these situations and what's <laughs> revealed in your chart to you? Yeah. So I have a lot of past life and current life patterning of, of a lot of deep pain, like experiencing it myself, but also drawing other people who are in pain. It's almost like on a soul level, they recognize that I get it. Right. And they just like, let's all go on me. the pain train together. <laughs> <Right>? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And for me, it has, I mean, I kind of did allude to it in my example before, but 
it is around a lot of relationships, not necessarily romantic, but also romantic, but kind of one-on-one relationships and how people try to control me, manipulate me, hold power over me in different ways. And that has taken so many shapes and forms. I mean, it's it's interesting because I am in now, I'm in my nodal return. Your because what return? I'm say that my again. Nodal return. Okay. Write that um, down, people. Yeah. So your no the nodes of the moon, they really show the direction that your soul is moving in and the past life patterns that it's trying to move away from. And so I have my south node, my past life patterns are in Scorpio in the eighth house, which the eighth house also has an energy of Scorpio. So power, play, Mm -hmm. control, obsession, possessiveness, Mm -hmm. all of these things. And I am moving in the direction of Taurus, which is really about stability, self-sufficiency. It's about resources, but also inner resources. So recognizing your value, your worth, your gifts, your skills, your talents, And with these patterns of being in these really toxic relationships and having this be my nodal return, right? So this is like a year in which these kinds of challenges and lessons are really being brought to the foreground so that I can make different choices. Mm. And it has been a hell of a year. (laughs) (laughs) And August was one of the most dramatic months of my entire life. I ended my relationship that I'd been in for the last year because I found out basically that this person was a covert narcissist, Mm. that he was living multiple lives with multiple people. I mean, it was like living in a movie. I found (laughs) out so much crazy information and realized that he'd really been... Yeah, like I realized he'd really been emotionally abusing me the whole time we were together. And around this same time, there was this very like toxic outburst by my dad, who is also a narcissist, but an overt narcissist, which looks Mm. very different. um, Yes. But is also incredibly, you know, detrimental. Um, And it was like these things happened at the same time. And it was just, it was almost like this, snap out of it moment, wake up call. And just like, we, no, we would call that the universe uh, gave you a bitch slap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, girl, yeah girl. It was, it was just like, wake the hell up, right? yeah, like I'm done with this. And this is my opportunity to, to like, take back my power and stand in my truth. And so I ended my relationship with my dad after years of like trying to make it work and being forgiving and whatever. No, like I'm done with that. After finding out all of this stuff about my ex, I contacted all the women he was involved with. And like, I mean, they had been involved with him for years and years and years. And they were clueless. Yes. Holy (laughs) shit. And so those relationships all ended. And I felt like, I don't know, like I just saw my own strength and wisdom and value and worth like it really was this experience of like hello yes the universe has gotten my attention (laughs) and you walked in your power like each of those moves you walked in your power which increased Mm -hmm. your own heroism Mm -hmm. you didn't need anyone else to save you or do these things for you you were able to do that Mm -hmm. and walk in your own power kudos and congratulations that's remarkable 
One of, one of the things I've been realizing for myself, and, and it was funny, like w- one day I just started writing and I wrote out all of my feelings on this topic, mm-hmm. but I've come to realize that in this life, mm-hmm. and I do think that there is a thread that pulls through my other experiences mm-hmm. that I have never felt like I belong mm-hmm. yeah. anywhere. Never felt that I belonged anywhere and never felt I belonged to anyone, with anyone, whether it was family, whether it was friendships, whether it was the places I've lived, the places I've worked. And, you know, I've always received beautiful and amazing accolades from so many people and the people that I'm around about how I touch them and, you know, the energy that I impart in them and how much they love me and this, that, and the other, but yet and still. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've always felt this, I'm in an island by myself, mm-hmm. providing these things to others without ever belonging yeah. to that, that island or that tribe. And I'm feeling like, you know, there is this message. This is one of my recurring patterns. Yeah. Have you ever worked with anyone like that or seen anything along those lines? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I mean, actually it resonates with me. It is a, mm. it is a thread throughout my life too. And a feeling I've always had. And I, yeah, I really kind of embarked on this nomadic lifestyle. And I think moving all around the world was my way of trying to find this place that I belong. Yeah. And my biggest takeaway from that experience was really that I belong to me. I am mm where I belong and this is my home and I can go anywhere and I may never actually find that feeling. But again, that's, that's about right. Like the, the chart encompasses this idea that the truth of, of who you are is, is what we're all seeking see and recognize. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. and so once I realized that belonging is found within me Mm -hmm. and I accept that, because yeah. that's the hard part is actually yeah. believing it, even if we know it on a logical level. I think that's when you will find the spaces and places and people that you feel a sense of belonging with, because you're no longer seeking it through them. You're just mm-hmm. experiencing it with them, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. Oh, that is so powerful, honestly. And you know, the, honestly, the image that's coming to my mind, maybe I'm the girl that grew up in Kansas is Dorothy in the wizard of Oz, Mm -hmm. how she's just like, there's no place like home. And it took her this wide journey through Oz to realize that home was, was right where she started within herself, Mm -hmm. really, honestly. And so I just think that that's so beautiful to come home to yourself and know that you have all the things that you need with inside of you. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right that so many of us try and seek out belonging from other people or affirmation from outside sources when really we just need to look inward to really find that we're there all along and we are all we have and that's enough. And that's so important. I, and so then tell us how this then parlays itself into our life purpose, because in my own head and my own mind, if we can come to the conclusions about who we are in our core and really what's our sole purpose and how do we overcome these obstacles that thread through our, our, you know, lives and current and past, then we can really focus in on 
how do we then use those gifts, talents, and what we've learned along the way to help others and to help ourselves really find our life purpose? So how does that work together? Yeah. So this is where I think our unique lived experiences play such a key role in the unique gifts and skills that we have to offer. And in the purpose blueprint that I have, this framework that I created, that I walk people through, one of the key components of it is asking people to reflect on the five life experiences that have had the most impact in shaping who they are as a person today and really reflecting on why that is. Like, how did those experiences shape and impact you? And then from there, asking ourselves what challenges as a whole, like when you look at these experiences on the whole, what challenges did you have to overcome through these experiences? What are you proud of yourself for? Mm. And what have you learned that you could share with other people? And so through that process of of really reflecting on those experiences and the takeaways from them, and especially what people have to be proud of through each of those, that people really come to see like, oh, I'm so much stronger than I realized. I'm so much wiser than I realized. I'm so much more resilient than I thought I was. Once we walk through the entire blueprint, which I think those pieces I just shared are just like such a key component of it. Yeah. Um, people always say like, I, I really see myself in a different light than I did before. And so, yeah, it's, I think the life purpose is so connected to the things that we've lived through. And that's why I think it also changes right through different seasons, the right now purpose, how it manifests because the life experiences that have played the most significant role in shaping you when you're 20, you know, when you're 40, your answer may be totally different, right? 100%. -hmm, And how you feel about those life experiences. Right. Beyonce's new album, Beyonce, Hey Bae. Um, (laughs) My favorite song, and I play it over and over and over. I literally can't stop. I'm obsessed is Cozy is the name of the song. And um, it's about being cozy with who you are and comfortable in your own skin. My favorite line in that song, she says, um, looking in the mirror, I kiss my scars because I love what they've made. Mm -hmm. And that line to me is the most liberating, freeing line. It's, It's remembering, it's remembering what you've been through the ways that you've had to survive them and how they have healed. And yes, they may have created scars, but those scars are beautiful because of who you are today, that every scar, every trauma really shaped you in a way. And we can choose Mm -hmm. to still be whole. We can choose to still love ourselves. We can choose to um, absolutely adore the person that Mm -hmm. is looking at us in the mirror because of all of the things that we have come through. And I think that to me, it was just, it's so powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And actually pain points are another piece of the purpose blueprint that we look at. So what are either your own lived experiences or things that you have witnessed in the world that anger you or sadden you, or just somehow motivate Mm. you to create a different experience for someone else. And so Mm. often, right, those pain points, they are rooted in our own experiences. Like there's a reason we feel 
passionate about particular injustices. Um, And so that, that really is a key, I think, to, to finding your, your purpose. And I'm actually right now working on a, on a series that I want to offer of like transforming pain into purpose and power without Ah, toxic positivity and spiritual bypassing, because it really is like, you have to, you have to hold the pain and honor it. Um, in order to transform it into something else, not deny it, not push it away, not pretend it did, doesn't exist. Like you have to be present with it, I think, um, in order to transform it into purpose and power. So yeah. I so believe that. I so no, believe that. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And just to double click on some phrases that you use, toxic positivity and mm-hmm. spiritual bypassing, were those the words that I heard? Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about that, because it sounds like, I mean, really embracing that pain. And I know that sounds, nobody really wants to sit in pain, but really, I think that's such a critical part of healing and in Mm -hmm. embracing the power that comes with learned experience. So tell us a little bit about that and how you leverage that as part of your blueprint. Yeah. So I think with both like toxic positivity and spiritual bypassing, I think go in hand, hand in hand in a lot of ways, just the idea of like, oh, love and light. And like, let's focus on the good and the positive. And, you know, everything like happens for a reason. And I actually do think everything happens for a reason, but I know that's not a helpful way for a lot of people to think. Um, And so even like shifting that to, maybe it didn't happen for a reason, but can I find reason in it? Like, what Mm -hmm. is the, what is the lesson I can learn since I had to go through this thing? Maybe I didn't have to, but since I did, um, (laughs) and, um, yeah. And so it's just really like, it's really not trying to, again, like I said, move away from the reality of the pain, but allowing ourselves to be present with it and to acknowledge it. And I think, you know, one of my best friends is a therapist and something she always says is, I don't want to sit in the pain, but I want to sit with the pain, Um, right? And there's kind of like a difference, I think, with just getting sucked into it and letting it sort of the spiral that is created in our minds where that can lead to depression of where we're really like, in it and we're ruminating and stewing in it versus like sitting with it, acknowledging it, um, being present with it, seeing how it's impacting us, almost like being an observer to it. Right. Right. And I think anger is, anger is so important. And that is like one emotion that so many people avoid and like, feel like it's not okay to be angry And I think that comes with like all these associations we have with anger because we've seen it dealt with in such unhealthy ways, right? Like people can be explosive because of anger. They can be abusive. They can cause harm. But that's really because we've never been taught how to actually experience our anger or to like allow ourselves to be angry. So, so many people will say like, oh, I'm not really angry, like I'm hurt or I feel betrayed or whatever. And so they deny the anger, but the anger is really just a signal that an injustice has occurred, right? Like, and it's okay to allow ourselves to feel that emotion. And let it be your compass. 
Yeah. Yes, I was you. just thinking that. Yeah. yeah. It's so funny because I feel like I've been experiencing anger lately because of also an, a covert narcissistic mm-hmm. relationship mm-hmm. that I left six years ago. And I think mm-hmm. I maybe took on the toxic positivity or the spiritual bypassing and mm-hmm. took that other approach and just said, Oh, life is good. I can choose to have a different mindset about that. But in that space, I never actually dealt yeah. with the injustice that I felt like I endured in that relationship. And just in recent past, it started to kind of come to the surface. And so yeah. what I've recognized is that I have to be able to deal with that and move that through my body in a positive way so that I can move beyond it. And so mm-hmm. some of the ways, I mean, I've actually just, I'm actually excited about this. I'm going to go to EMDR therapy to see if mm-hmm. I can kind of, you know, move that through my body. So hopefully I'll be able to document that experience and share that with you. But the other piece is I, I heard in a book that was written by Gabby Bernstein about this thing called rage on a page. And basically mm-hmm. it's like 20 minutes of journaling, just getting all of that toxicity out of your body. She recommends you listen to like bilateral music and, and then meditate a little bit afterward. And that really has been therapeutic for me to just mm-hmm. move that rage through my body. And the other thing is I have to also go back to the root cause of what is happening there. Like what is at the source of the rage and mm-hmm. why am I feeling this way? And to acknowledge and honor that as well so that I can, yeah. move but I think that's so powerful. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. And you deserve to be angry about being treated that way, really, mm-hmm. because it's, it is an injustice. It is unfair and you deserve to be angry about that. Thank you. So you've mentioned your blueprint a couple of times. You've talked a little bit through some of the components of the blueprint, but what's the blueprint and how do you use that to help your clients find their life purpose? Yeah. So the purpose blueprint is, (laughs) it's really like this compilation of mm, sort of different questions really that I ask people. I do this through my purpose clarity intensive and they don't see the blueprint. I'm just taking notes on it while we talk. It's really much more of a conversation and I'm asking them a certain set of questions And, you know, I know when like they're keeping it to surface level, I'll dig a little deeper and, and we really get into some juicy things and, (laughs) and I'm over here, like documenting the key sort of words that are coming out to me from the things that they're saying. I mean, it's kind of hard, like you have to maybe see the visual of the blueprint to understand, but then it's basically just like kind of this interconnected web of how all these pieces fit together. And so in the Mm. end, I show them like, and here's the blueprint. And they're like, wow, it's like me on a page. It's like a representation of who I am in this like image. Um, And I've had people say like, I'm going to blow this up and frame it and like hang it above my desk. So I remember like my own power. And yeah, I just, I just love the purpose blueprint, but yeah. So we, with the blueprint, it's really like from there we can extract, okay, how do you, how do you move forward? What, what do you actually want to do with, with this? Because I have a lot of people who, who come to me with, right. Because for so many people, purpose is like tied in somehow to work or career. Yeah. Or, yeah. Right. So yeah, I've had a lot of people want to go through the process to get clarity on 
whether or not they should enroll in graduate school or what they should study or um, wanting to make some kind of change or transition in their career or, you know, like what is a new field I can enter into or it's people who want to start their own business and they want clarity around what exactly they should be doing because they're multi-passionate and they want to do a bajillion things, but they don't know how all those pieces fit together. Or it's people who feel like they've somehow become disconnected from a business they did create and the, the why and purpose that they originally started with. And so it's like revisiting what it is really they want to do in the world through their work. And so, and, and then other people just want a better sense of myself or, Mm -hmm. I want to start some kind of passion project connected to the things that I care about, but I'm not sure what that looks like. And so, yeah, it's very versatile. It can be used in a lot of different ways, but ultimately it's, it's quote unquote purpose um, is to show you yours. And that is really, you know, that it's really looking at the uniqueness, I think of who you are. And Mm -hmm. that's really what, what comes out. So are there like two or three questions before we have to wrap it up that you might recommend that our audience keep top of mind or ask themselves in order to start finding their own core or soul purpose or life purpose or now purpose? Yeah, I think I would really just go back to what I mentioned in our conversation around reflecting on your key life experiences and really what are the challenges that I've overcome in my life? What am I proud of myself for when I reflect on those challenges? And then what insights or lessons or key takeaways from those experiences, like, could I share with other people? And I think that helps you get a sense of like how your unique lived experiences Mm. tie into your unique gifts. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I Mm -hmm. think that so much of the reason that we are here is that when we go through these experiences, there's always, always somebody out there that needs to hear that, that needs to feel like they're not alone. And somehow our paths always end up crossing. Yeah. And so this is a beautiful reflection to put you in a position where you can give, give back into the lives of others. Lena, thank you so much for being here today. And I know that you said you have a clarity intensive that you mm-hmm. offered to go through the Purpose Blueprint with mm-hmm. your clients and we can put a link to the clarity session with mm-hmm. you in our show notes. And if they, if our audience wants to find you, where can they look? Well, my website and my Instagram, my Facebook, it's all my name, Lena Papadopoulos, which the challenge is spelling that, but, I, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure you'll provide that too. Sure, sure, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So all the platforms, I, I go by my name, Lena Papadopoulos. Awesome. Thank you so much for you. sharing this such a rich conversation. I love the idea of really finding who you are at your core, your soul purpose, so much positive energy and just, I just love all the thoughtful questions that you've brought to light with us today. So thank you so much for that insight. We appreciate you. Thank Thank you. you. (laughs) Yes. Keep sharing your life purpose with the world because my gosh, the world will be a better place. It's so wonderful. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. 
Shelby, what an amazing conversation. Oh my God, so good, right? Oh uh, man, I got so much out of it. Let's get to our takeaways. Shelby, what did you get? Let's get to our takeaways. So the first takeaway that really just resonated in my soul is this idea of the birth chart as the blueprint to your soul and really a true representation of the truth of who you are. So powerful. That was amazing to me. The second one being our souls are being put into situations in which the power of the individual to recognize their own worth and attach from those negative situations is constantly being tested. And so if we stop and we think of it in that way, it becomes a blessing. It becomes something that we can work towards in order to transform our identity and keep living our best lives. Yes. And actually healing comes with finding your power and that requires acknowledging and moving through those very difficulties. And it requires actually, I love this phrase that she used, sitting with your pain, not in your pain, ladies. Yes. Sit with it, not in it. That was so powerful for me. The other piece that jumped out was understanding or thinking through what are the five life experiences that have shaped you? What are you proud of? And what can you share with other people? So I'm going to say this again. As you start to think about your transformation and your identity in this space, recognizing what are the five life experiences that have shaped you? What are you proud of? And what can you bring to the table to share with other people? Yes. And the thing that I want to leave our listener with today is this powerful idea that world conflict, conflict between us is a direct reflection of the misconnections within us. So to our listener out there, if you can heal your soul and find your life purpose and live into that, you are impacting everyone around you. And that my dear friends is so powerful it's your superpower yes so let's dig into that this week let's continue to find our superpowers become the heroes of our own lives and ladies we cannot wait to see you and continue the conversation of living life together in the middle we'll see you next week